The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today, expert knowledge is so highly valued that we learn to lead first as the expert whose mastery of the details helps teams solve problems. Eventually, as your leadership role expands, expert leaders find themselves in a role where others know more. Details are no longer so accessible, and decisions are made without a full understanding. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. It's time to find out how to make the transformation smooth and flawless. Now, here is Dr. Wanda Wallace. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone. I'm Wanda Wallace, and today we're going to talk about the brand, your brand. So ever since Tom Peters wrote the book, Brand You, we've been talking about our personal reputations as our brands. Not a bad strategy in many ways. Your reputation, your brand, is an important component of your career success without a doubt. So what I want to focus on today is how can you as an individual begin to define what you want your personal leadership brand to be in a way that gives you purpose and direction. And I want to tie all those together, not just the qualities that what people would say about you, but your aspirations for purpose and direction. And then equally, we're going to focus on how you turn the image, that image in your mind into a reality in your own organization. And that's our focus. I know you're going to find this approach particularly insightful, inspiring, and very practical because my guest today is Cindy Pace. Cindy is a thought leader on women in global leadership, on diverse talent development, and on intercultural communication. She serves on a number of task forces, including the Task Force for Talent Innovation and the Conference Board's Leadership Council on Advancing Women. She's an adjunct professor in organizational leadership, and she is currently a doctoral candidate in organizational learning and leadership at Teachers College at Columbia University. And her research there, her dissertation research, is on leadership aspirations of multicultural women and mid-career. Cindy's currently working at MetLife in global diversity and inclusion. And before MetLife, she's held a string of significant global roles around organizational change, executive leadership, and so forth. So, Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wanda. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I've listened to a lot of people, a lot of academics, a lot of consultants talk about how to define your brand. And I have to say the reason I wanted you as a guest today is because I think your framework is unique and very practical. So let's start at the very beginning. Tell me about your framework with how you define a personal leadership brand. Okay, thanks, Wanda. You know, same as you discussed today and, and earlier in the, in the introduction, a lot has been written and talked about in terms of brand. And for me, what I noticed is your brand is very linked to your leadership identity, and it's really the core of who you are. It's really sometimes those things that people are able to see about you, but it's the things that people are unable to see, like maybe your core values. So in thinking about a brand, uh, understanding leadership brand from the way that women would 
be able to connect to it, I came up with a framework that ties in several things that we've heard about brand, which is really your unique promise of value. It's who you are at your ultimate best. When you're putting together your strengths, which is a combination of your talents, your skills and abilities, and your knowledge. When you have leadership presence, that's part of your brand, and it's how you exude that presence. How we all exude leadership presence is very different. It's your aspiration. What is that vision or mission that you are focused on achieving no matter what? And that is one of those intrinsic motivators that drives you. Your core okay. values is key to that. And then, of course, your purpose. Okay. All right. Uh, fabulous components. We all know that you want to start with your strengths, and we'll come to a little bit more detail on that one in a minute. Okay. Presence is an interesting word, though. So give me an example by of what you mean about how you exude presence and how people do that in different ways. So what I mean by presence is how you come across in terms of your confidence in what you believe in, your confidence in how you are conveying your message to whomever you're talking to. And that's also rooted in your, your purpose. Okay. Through your presence is the way that you influence others. Through your leadership style, are you someone that in your communication style you may be more direct or maybe you're indirect? You use a different way of communicating with people. Maybe you do more nonverbal communication than verbal communication. But what I mean about the style is even if we all went to a leadership presence course, the way we would take in that information and convey competence, credibility, and competence would look very different. So it's very okay. unique to who you are as an individual. Okay, so it's about the way I show confidence, credibility, and competence. So I can imagine, for example, that some people are more confident when they have done all the facts and details and they have the details in front of them and that they would exude their presence or show their presence based on the detail orientation, whereas someone else might be much more graphic or intuitive in their description of a big picture and less focused on the detail. Is that the kind of thing you mean by presence? Absolutely. It, it ties into um, the way we show up in our interpersonal communication styles, just as you explained. For example, for me, I am a strategic big picture thinker. I'm going to be talking conceptually. I'm going to be talking from a future perspective, what we might be able to do. Here's some great ideas. Now, it doesn't mean that I can't pivot and talk about, you know, more analytic uh, information or talk about the strategy in terms of how we're going to go about doing it, really executing the steps. But the way I begin is really going to be from that idea, that future, that future vision type of space. Okay. All right. So you can see then how this whole presence is tightly tied to strengths. So presumably if you're much, you're, one of your strengths is conceptual, that should show up in the way you communicate that interpersonal style. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It should show up. All right. So talk to me a little bit about aspiration. You said this is the mission and vision, the thing you're going to achieve no matter what. It's the stuff that motivates you. How do you, can you break that down any further? Absolutely. So when you think about aspiration and what we're talking about is in terms of leadership and it can be leadership as well as career. They're related. 
and integrate it. So if I ask you, what is it that you want to be? What is the highest goal that you hold for yourself? Where do you aspire to go in terms of leadership? You may have a set destination. Okay. That is your aspiration. So it's, it's, it's that goal, that thing that you're really striving for to attain. It's who you really want to be. And that could be CEO, that could be COO in terms of a role. But more deeply, it's how you're going to go about being in this specific role, you know, when you get there. Are you influential? How are you using your resources? Are you able to really connect with others? Um, Are you excited about the type of team that you're going to have? How do you develop and grow people? That's part of your aspiration. What we've learned from the work that I've done at MetLife as well as my research is that women are more connected to the explanation of what their leadership is going to look like. They want a story. They want a vision. So it's not just, I want to be COO. I want to be a COO that is able to make a difference in the world. I want to be a COO who has the resources and the influence to really change a whole community and give people equal access to opportunities. So now you see how that aspiration is in, is in, it's giving you more of a vision and just not a desired outcome. Okay. So it's not a destination. It's much more of what the journey is going to look like at that destination or to that destination. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now I also see how that's going to tie really nicely to my strengths and to my presence. Mm-hmm. hopefully, because if it doesn't, there's going to be a real disconnect there and people are going to wonder what on earth is going on. So I have a sense of who my strengths are. I have a sense of what my presence is, meaning my interpersonal style, the ways in which I'm going to begin in my communication, in my thinking, in my confidence and credibility. I have an aspiration, a place A destiny, yes, but uh, how I want to get to that destiny, what kind of person I'm going to be as a leader at that destiny. Mm -hmm. All right, I have core values. Do you want to say what you mean by core values, just so we're clear? Yeah, the core values very aligned to, you know, how we speak about values. These are the things that this is your modus operandi. You know, this is your inner GPS. When you are doing things aligned with what you believe and who you are, you feel very much in alignment and on, you know, on, on track, as we would say. Okay. When you're misaligned with your values, which may mean, let's say you have, you value time and you value people's time and handling people's time. So if you're meeting with someone for 30 minutes and you've decided it's 30 minutes, you are going to stick to that time because that's something that you hold near and dear and you value that other person's time and what else that they have maybe beyond that 30 minutes. When that is in violation, you feel a disconnect and a a, a misalignment with really who you are. And it could be a number of things. Some, Some people have integrity, you know, honesty, having, they value a sense of appreciation for things that are beautiful or things that are innovative. So our core values, you usually have about three or five that you're, you're constantly negotiating, but those are your, that's really your driving force. 
about who you are and what you believe. Okay. Do you, I mean, I can imagine how we could determine, how we would determine what their strengths are. I can imagine how we can determine presence. I can imagine how we determine aspiration. Do you have a methodology for helping people understand their three to five driving values? Yeah. So I actually use the VIA Values in Action which is a survey that was designed by researchers out of the University of Pennsylvania. It's rooted in the positive psychology movement. And they actually use the term, not to get it confused with how we're talking about strengths here, but they use the term character strengths, values, and action. And it's values and action because these aren't just values that I hold near, like I maybe hold getting things done, like we have in our organization. That's one of our values. Um, the character strength is really about who you are. Okay. And so you can do an assessment, a VIA assessment, to find out your, your top, it says the, the top 10, and you can narrow it down, down to the top five. Okay. It reminds me um, in some ways of the Hogan uh, Motivators and Values Assessments, one that I yes. use, which tells mm-hmm. you a little bit more about your motivations, and that should be tightly tied with your aspirations as well. Okay, just mm-hmm. to complete this, your last component here is the purpose drivers. So right. your sense of purpose. So tell me just a tiny bit, and we're going to pick this up and do more on it later in the show, but just tell me a little bit about what you mean by purpose drivers. The purpose drivers, and this is coming off of research from Imperative, who I partner with, and it's part of the science of purpose where you're looking at three specific drivers. Who do you impact? Why do you want to have an impact? You know, why do you have this purpose? And how is it manifested? How does this purpose show up and work? And so the who could be, your purpose is that you want to make an impact on individuals. You like working in small groups. Like for me personally, that's mine. I like working with individuals, with groups of individuals. Some people may have purpose in organization or societal. So that's the who. The why is, are you trying to move a goal forward, which is really around, it's called karma, but moving a goal forward, really focused on achieving whatever you want to do is that you get it going. Or are you someone that's really focused on creating a level playing field for other individuals? And that's more what we call harmony. That really comes out of some of that cultural anthropology. The last is the how. And the how can be a, a number of ways. And I know we'll go into that in more detail later. Okay. All right. Fabulous. We will pick that one up later in the show and just to talk specifically about how you begin to define purpose. Okay. So now, Sandy, you sat both at MetLife and at Pfizer and at other places talking about talent development, talent assessment. So tell us why this brand thing in your own view is so critically important and how, you know, why do you think these, how do these conversations show up at work? The conversations around brands show up at work when people are talking about you, and it's really rooted in perception. It's how you are perceived, which is why it's so important. It's not only how you think you show up, but it's how others are letting you know you show up. And how it shows up within organizations, we talk about a process where you call talent reviews, where talent in the organization is actually being discussed. What kind of person is this? What kind of skills and talents do they have? And it may be a discussion up against 
certain jobs that have to be filled. Let's say we have critical roles in the organization that if no one was in these roles, the organization would not be highly functioning, would probably not be in business. So when we start talking about that talent, we put people's names out there, and we might start talking about someone in terms of what they have done and what can they do. And that becomes people start talking about the experiences that they have of you, and that's based on perception as well as experiences. So it's just not, I think she's this way. They may start giving scenarios as to how they've interacted with you and what that meant to them. That's a big part of where brand shows up. And so I always say positioning yourself around your purpose, strengths, values, and aspirations can provide an anchor and direction for you internally, but it can also help you be perceived as the leader that is needed for the organization based on what the role requires. Okay. I can imagine that when you start to think about your brand as more than just what are the three or four words that people say about you, which is how we typically talk about brand, I start to understand how it is that I really show up in the room with all of these pieces and whether they're aligned or not aligned and Mm -hmm. what people's experiences of me are. It forces me to be more intentional in my interactions with people. And that would, I would presume that's where you come to control the, the brand, the perception of the brand. Absolutely. It's, you know, one of the things that I, I always say is let's focus on the things that we can have some control over. And your leadership brand is one of those things because you actually develop it and you build it. And so what you're saying, Wanda, I love that word intentionality because that someone that really understands perception and understands who they are and how they have to show up in an organization in terms of their best self, then you're being intentional about putting forth, you know how we say, put your best foot forward. That's really rooted in um, understanding leadership brand. But you can also do it just not just focusing only on what people think, but really rooted in, in how do I want to come across What is the impact that I want to make? What do I want to achieve? How do I want to leave others feeling? Do I want to leave people feeling more empowered and enabled? Do I want people to see me as a leader that's able to challenge and really have the goods to bring the stuff to the table? So the more we think about that, the more that we can develop and design a brand that really is aligned with who we are and what what we're capable of of doing and want to do. Okay. Makes a ton of sense to me. It also makes sense to me that this, if you really did have all of these clearly laid out in your own mind, your strengths, your aspirations, your presence, your core values, your purpose drivers, that you have a great mechanism for getting some fabulous feedback. So if I can say my intention is to be a more of a conceptual leader who inspires a team and gets them excited to go run off and do a bunch of things. And one of my core values is about innovation and I want to show up as a more charismatic leader. And I really want to lead larger and larger parts of the organization this way. That's a simple statement and we could define purpose drivers with that as well. Now Mm -hmm. I can go to a senior person or a peer even for that matter and ask for some feedback. I can say my intention is how do you experience me? 
And that lets me calibrate, maybe I've gone over the top on that inspiration so that it's not coming across the way I had hoped it would, and I now need to dial it back. Or maybe it isn't coming across as strongly. I can see how powerful that would be to then have feedback about your brand in a much more concrete way than tell me three words that describe her. Absolutely. that You hit it dead on the head with that. I mean, the feedback... When we say feedback is a gift, it actually is. And one of the things I talk about is, are there any known threats that could negatively impact your brand? Is there any way that your brand might be incongruent with how you perceive yourself and others perceive you? You can only get that through feedback. And then how will you overcome or how will you rectify the situation if there is um, an issue in terms of how you're being seen and how others are seeing you or experiencing you. I really like the word experiencing you. Experience. How, how, you know, how people are experiencing you because that's really what it's about when you're interacting with others is the experience of you as a leader. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah. How people are experiencing you. All right, Cindy, um, we're going to take a break, but this I think this is incredibly powerful. I can imagine how this plays into talent reviews. I can imagine how this plays into feedback. I can imagine how this plays into a development plan because how I rectify it becomes immediately what my development plan looks like. Um, and a sort of a thing that you'd want to stop and reassess, does this brand that I've crafted for myself really still hold this year as much as it did last year, or do I want to make some changes? So the notion of behind the brand, just to repeat, is that it's your strengths, the thing that you're really good at doing, that you're willing to lead with. It's your presence, the way you come across in your interpersonal interactions, what you lead with, where you begin, if you will. Your aspirations, what it is you really want to achieve, your highest goal, and in combination with that goal, what you're going to be at that goal or be in that role. Your values, what are the three to five things that matter the most to you and that you're willing to use as a central. And then your purpose drivers, what is it that really gives you a sense of purpose and having impact. Ultimately, that leads us to a way to get feedback where we know what our known threats are that can negatively impact our brand. We understand where there's any incongruence that's coming across, and we start to say, how do we rectify that? All based on how people are experiencing you. So with me today is Cindy Pace. Cindy's a thought leader on women and global leadership, diverse talent development, and intercultural communication. She's currently at MetLife. And when we come back, I want to dig into this notion of purpose drivers. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you want more information on the coaching and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. If you are interested in finding out more, you can also purchase a copy of the forthcoming book or any of Dr. Wallace's current books by clicking on the links under the resources tab on our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're also sure to find some handy links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back to the show. With me today is Cindy Pace. Cindy's a thought leader in women in global leadership, diverse talent development, and intercultural communication. She's on the Task Force for Talent Innovation, and she's part of the Conference Board's Leadership Council on Advancing Women. She's an adjunct professor and currently a doctoral candidate at Teachers College in Columbia University, and she is currently at MetLife and Global Diversity Inclusion with a number of prior roles at Pfizer and at Salve Pharmaceuticals. We've just been talking about Cindy's concept of brand, which I still say is personal leadership brand, which is still, to me, incredibly powerful way to think about it. And the brand is comprised of how people experience you, their perception of you, and your intention. And what makes up those components are your personal strengths, your leadership presence, how it is that you show up and communicate, your aspirations, what it is you want to achieve and be, and your core values and your purpose drivers. Now, the the secret sauce, I think, in some of all of this is really understanding what gives you purpose. So, Cindy, let's focus this segment on this whole notion of how do I begin to define and understand what gives me a sense of purpose. And Mm -hmm. I mean that gives me a sense of purpose without me just having to go and work for a nonprofit or a charity or an NGO, that I can have a sense of purpose in the work that I'm doing right now, every day. Absolutely. So you, you gave, um, you define purpose in a particular way. So tell us how you define purpose. So I will start by defining purpose through the lens of mindset, having a purpose-driven mindset. So someone who is, purpose-driven is has the belief that they're connected to something bigger and that they have the ability to do something that has a greater impact on themselves and others. And through they, their work, uh, they seek meaning and significance in ways that add value and positively impacts others. When you think about it that way, this is not specific to an industry or specific to a certain job. Purpose is the why you do what you do, why you get out of bed every day, why when you're on a project, you are gravitating towards doing things a certain way or you're energized by the way you are doing your work. So it's, I say it's our reason for being, it's our, it's what we get, what gives us meaning and significance. And your purpose drivers are divided into three three different areas in the who, the why, and the how. The what piece that you talked about, Wanda, is where I think we get confused. Because when we grow up, for me, I grew up with a lot of focus on the what would you do. That's the career piece. But the purpose is actually aligned to something bigger, which there's a whole area of research on calling, that your career can actually be calling. But purpose at work is phenomenal to me because it doesn't, you you don't have to only focus on the career piece or the job piece, whatever you're doing and what at at any level, whether you're an intern, 
you know, whether you're a senior executive or whether you're in mid-level management, you can have purpose right where you are in your job. Okay. All right. So purpose comes from when I believe that I'm connected to something bigger and that I'm having an, a positive impact and that gives significance to me. It's a very easy statement and it's not about the level of responsibility. It's not about the industry that I'm in and it's not about the title or the role that I have. Reminds me of a person that I worked with in one of uh, my oil clients years ago who was at a very senior level and recognized as an expert in his particular field. Obviously, all the wonderful kudos that come with being an expert. But he said on some self-reflection, you know, the thing that really gets me excited and gets me energized is around developing talent. So, yes, I've got this other stuff, but the thing that gives me a sense of purpose is bringing a younger generation of leadership through. And he happened to be in a role where he was not doing that at the moment. He's an expert. He had done it past, but he was an expert at that moment in time. And so the conversation then proceeds with him, not how do you change your role, how do you get more of that bringing younger talent through without changing your role? And there's a thousand and one ways to do it, including signing up to be a mentor. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. So, so we're talking about a mindset here around what it is that connects me to something bigger and adds have positive impact and gives me significance. Not about the title. And then you define the purpose drivers as the who, the why, and the how. And you went through this before, but say them again. Who what is this who part? So the who and this is using imperative framework. Um, that is rooted in the science of purpose coming out of the positive psychology and organizational scholarship. So the who is who do you want to impact? Because purpose is all about making an impact and having, uh, you know, positive impact and having meaning and significance. The who can be in three different areas. It could be individuals. So the per- person that you talked about who was really focused on really energized by developing talent and bringing new talent through the organization is probably driven by who. That's the who they want to impact. Someone else may be really jazzed and energized around changing processes in an organization to make them better. They love when they're working on something that's going to impact a lot of people And that change that they're working on is going to improve and cause better effectiveness. And we'll talk about that's also linked to um, structure, the the how. But the other who is society-driven. So, you know, the work that you're doing is that you want to, in a a sort of way, you want to make a higher impact at at the societal level. So, for example, I have a colleague, and the work that she does is really around parental leave. And that work that she's doing is a conversation that we're having nationally and globally. That's a societal impact, and she's very focused on that, even though it is going to impact individuals. Right. Right. I, um, so I have done imperatives assessment, and I know, for example, for me, that I am very society-driven. But I do my work largely at the individual level. But fundamentally, I believe that as I make individuals stronger, I will change society. 
So it isn't always where you act, it's how you see the impact of your actions. Is that a good statement? Absolutely. Okay, so it's who I want to impact. Am I more focused on impacting individual by individual by individual? Am I more focused on impacting an organization? A lot of people are my focused on impacting the whole society, the globe, the world. Okay, mm-hmm. I can see how that matters. Now, the why. What is it about the why? The why is extremely important. And if, you know, the way the framework is set up, I started with the who, but really the why is the first thing. Why do you work? in the first place and why are you why are you energized and connected to the work that you're doing the two areas are karma and harmony and karma is that you are driven to create opportunities for success the people who have this purpose driver are always looking for opportunities to advance something so for example if you're on a team And you have people on the team, and this may have happened to you, Wanda, this has happened to me, where there are people on the team, they just want to get into action. Yes, we can talk and brainstorm and come up with the ideas, but let's move this forward. They're really driven by making it happen. That's what I call the karma. Really making it happen and really advancing things. They are really motivated also by change and wanting to move things. That's a progression, a betterment of what was there before. So that's the karma piece. The harmony is the people that have this purpose driver are really driven to ensure that everyone has equal access to opportunity. They're all about creating a level playing field. This is one of my purpose drivers, and I recognize it's very aligned to the work that I do through diversity and inclusion with a specific focus on advancing women in leadership roles across the organization. So that leveling the playing field is very important to me. I want people to have access to equal opportunity from a diversity lens. Okay. All right, now, Cindy, this may be slightly unfair, but uh, I get the two, the karma and the harmony, but it seems like there should be more than just two. What's your view on this? And, and, and it could be. I think this is rooted in the cultural orientations work that has been done a number of years by a number of of top scholars. And it's the sense of why we do what we do. It could evolve as the model evolves, as as imperative science purpose model evolves, this could evolve. But I think if you had to categorize it into two categories, you could still keep the karma in harmony, and it would probably expand under that. Okay. So the if I want an equal access for people or leveling the playing field, I think what it is is the karma is linked to your how. I might okay. go about it through different ways, right? Okay. So you can still okay. have the two, but it's how it manifests. My how is actually through building networks and building a sense of community. Someone, someone else could be through building structures and policies and processes. But we could okay. both be, yeah. 
Okay, so so -hmm. then that gets us to the how, the structure. So I can be karma-driven or I can be harmony-driven. Karma-driven being I want to get to action, make things happen. Harmony-driven, I want to level the playing field. Now we come to the how part of this one. And you said there are four ways to do how. One is building the network of the community, and the second is Mm -hmm. building um, structure. The second is building structure. Um, the third is being human-centered, back to the example that you gave earlier of your friend who recognized that he really was energized and had a sense of purpose when he was growing talent. He's probably human-centered, maybe even community-centered. Okay. Um, the human-centered piece is that you want to deliver authentic solutions based on the needs of real people. So if he's developing leaders, He's doing it in a way that's very specific to what that particular person needs to be able to be a great leader in that organization. Okay. So very focused on the person, um, making improvements also to the organization, but the effort that's put forth is changing that human experience in a way that it positively impacts those individuals. Okay. Okay, great. And again, and then- yeah. All right. uh, and then the, the last fourth one? one is knowledge. Okay, it's knowledge. So the, okay. the fourth one is knowledge, and it's that you are able to uncover new information and develop insight by the information that you bring. There's some people that it's something about they're able to find the right literature that underscores the research that you're doing, or they're able to bring the right information to the table in terms of data that maybe the team really needs to understand what they're devi- what they're developing. Someone with this purpose orientation has the ability to uncover new insight. Okay. So other people can be looking at something for a long time. They come in because they're able to use that knowledge. And they, they are able to create space for colleagues, other colleagues, to help advance their knowledge and understanding of an issue. That's what they're able to bring. That's the purpose that they bring to a particular situation. All right, I get it. So let's see, I'll just review this. This notion of purpose is that it's a mindset. It is the belief that I'm connected to something that's bigger, and it is about how I'm going to add positive impact to others in ways that gives me a sense of significance and meaning, that bigger thing than me. There's the who I want to impact, whether it's the individual, the organization, a lot of people, or the entire society and the globe. There's the framework I use to approach the work, whether it's karma-driven, meaning action-oriented, or harmony-driven, meaning leveling the playing field. And there's the how I go about doing the work. Do I prefer to build the community? Do I prefer to build the structure of the processes? Do I prefer to deliver real solutions for individual needs, immediate personal needs? Or do I prefer to deliver knowledge and insight, um, information and data? And that gives Mm -hmm. us a three-by-two-by-four combination. Very, I mean, you can you can see why an assessment on this one would be really helpful. It's kind of hard to understand <laughs> right. that without some sort of assessment. Which of these all do I go align? So let's say that I have determined that my who I want to impact are processes in the organization, and I want to do that from a karma point of view, and I really care about um, building communities and networks. But I happen to be in a job that is very individual contributor oriented 
What do you advise people to think about in order to align their purpose with the organization? So a couple of things um, that would be helpful in, in what you said, Wanda, is the assessment that you can take through imperative to understand what your purpose drivers are, which is then aggregated into what is called a purpose archetype. And with that purpose archetype, you get an understanding of how your purpose drivers manifest. And the description helps you articulate a core part of your brand. It's what drives you. It's what you do. Now, if you're finding that there's a misalignment between your purpose and the organization's purpose and maybe your role, what you can do is start tailoring your role in a way that you are more energized. So if you're in an individual contributor role, but you're more organizationally driven, maybe, you know, from what you explained, you could be an empower. You're community focused, you're organizationally focused, but you have to deliver on your own. You would probably need to start building networks and you can do that there's no one has to give you permission to build relationships in the organization and the more you start to build those those relationships you will probably feel that you have more connection to what's happening in the organization the other thing is that you can apply or volunteer to be part of a task force or a steering committee or something that's focused on driving organizational change. And it could be at any level. It could be employee resource groups, with, which many organizations have, that you can join. It could be uh, culture clubs. A lot of organizations, after they do their employee surveys or their organizational health surveys, they come up with these committees that are really focused on how do we foster a better environment here. It's very organizationally driven. So someone that has this purpose driver would do great on a team like that that's really focused on how can we reshape this organization to foster more innovation and creativity where everyone feels valued. So I wouldn't say quit your job, but look for ways outside of your role or even within role to be more organizationally driven and not just you doing work by yourself because you're an individual contributor. Yeah. Well, I can see if you build a better network and broader relationships, you've got more people to bounce ideas off of, to get perspective from, and that's going to give you a sense of the larger community and organization, even if I am still accountable as an individual for delivering it by myself. Um, Absolutely. That sense of connections. And and you will get pulled into things. I noticed, um, because I'm I'm one of my drivers, I'm community, as I mentioned, because I have the relationships and the network, I get pulled into wonderful opportunities and projects that I would not know it was even happening or going on because of the relationships I've built. It makes the work that I do richer. So even though, to your point, I might be responsible for a certain piece of work or a project, there are opportunities for me to collaborate and add valuable contributions in other ways outside of just what my role requires me to do. Your day-to-day job. And I can see as you feel more connected to the entire organization from a community level, then the happier you're going to be, the more sense of purpose and connection you're going to have. Okay, Cindy, we're going to take a break. Again, I want to come okay. back to Cindy's core idea about brand is that it is a combination of strengths, your presence, 
your aspirations, your core values, and your purpose drivers. And we've just been talking about purpose drivers. Purpose drivers are defined by a mindset of being connected to something that's bigger than you that has positive impact. You can have impact on the individual. You can have impact on the processes in the organization or a lot of people. You can have impact on the society as a whole. You can be energized by getting to action or you can be energized by creating a level playing field and then you can go about doing that work either through community, through structures, through human-centered interactions or through knowledge creation. And that combination then defines what is really your purpose drivers and helps you begin to articulate some core components about your brand. All right, so when we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about... um, how you make all of this work in reality. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you want more information on the coaching and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. If you are interested in finding out more, you can also purchase a copy of the forthcoming book or any of Dr. Wallace's current books by clicking on the links under the resources tab on our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're also sure to find some handy links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back to the show. With me today is Cindy Pace. Cindy's a thought leader on women in global leadership, diverse talent and development, and intercultural communication. She serves on a number of task forces. She's an adjunct professor. She's a doctoral candidate at Teachers College in Columbia University and currently um, Assistant Vice President at MetLife in Global Diversity and Inclusion. We've just been talking about Cindy's perception of brand. And to reiterate, brand from Cindy's experience comes from an understanding of your strengths, your presence, how you communicate and show up for people, your aspirations, what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it, your core values, and what gives you a sense of purpose. Having all of those together creates a sense of who you are, how you show up. Now, the second that's one half of it. The second half of it is how people experience you. And we all know there may well be a disconnect between what I think I'm doing and how other people are experiencing what I'm doing or what my intention is. So, Cindy, let's say I've got all these components determined. I've done a lot of really hard work, a lot of clever um, analysis, and my brand, other people just aren't seeing it that way. How do I begin to move towards what I, how I want to be perceived? So it's back to the first thing that you recommended, Wanda, which is really getting that critical feedback. And 
putting yourself in the mindset of being able to receive it and understanding that it's a gift and asking people for specific examples of how they have experienced you in that, in whatever that particular scenario may be. So first of all, you have to find out how are you currently being perceived as a leader? Is that congruent or incongruent? And then seek the feedback from people that you trust will give you the honest <laughs> feedback that it's not really written with, you know, other, other like agendas or anything like that, but they really want to tell you because they know that that information will help you. Okay. All right. And do you have, do you recommend that people write something like a brand statement? I mean, you know, I can't sit and walk through each of these components and a whole analysis with everybody trying to explain my brand. How do I turn that into a statement that is more concise so that I can get feedback? If I want to say my intention is to be, how, how do I get to right. that concrete level? I, I recommend tying your purpose statement and aligning it with the leader that you want to be. So when you do the imperative assessment, you will get your purpose archetype and a description, which can serve as a launching pad. You take this and you write that, take that description and make it more specific around who you want to be known as in terms of a leader, who you want to be, what, and what do you want to be known for? So if you want to be known for driving results, if you want to be known for growing talent, if you want to be known, you know, as the turnaround strategist, you're someone that comes in and and you make a, a plan out of a mess, then however it is that it's written, it has to really be rooted in who you are and what your skills and, you know, that whole, your whole strengths are. Because if it's incongruent, then you're writing basically a story (laughs) that you won't be able to really uh, inherit. You won't be able to actually exude any of the qualities of the brand. So it's really leveraging your strengths, what you know about your strengths and your core values, your aspiration, and your purpose drivers, and that description all comes together. And I would make it as succinct as possible. A lot of people do a full paragraph. I say think like Twitter and put it in 140 characters. One of the things that I really like when I read Forbes magazine and I look at who's writing the article, I love the way they describe who they are. And they'll have their name and it says, I write about leadership and human potential. That's it. They didn't have to go into, and I do this by <laughs> making an investment in people. It's very simple. And that's the, that's the recommendation that I would give anyone starting out with, a brand statement that's rooted in their purpose and their values and their strengths. So, Cindy, I know you work with hundreds of people to help them create this purpose statement or brand description, if you will. Give me an example, obviously without naming names, of one of your favorites. What does it sound like? What it sounds like is um, I worked with someone who had done the purpose assessment and they found out they were actually very proud when they found out that they were what's called an empowerer. And with that, it's, it's a really great description that comes with it, which says you empower communities to realize their potential. Okay. And she wanted to take the community's piece out 
and say, I am a leader that empowers others to realize their potential. Simple. It doesn't say I do this in operations, you know, or I do this for brand marketing. It's just a very simple statement. And for her, she liked it because it wasn't tied to any specifics. And she could always go back and say, in this moment, who am I being? Am I empowering this person to help them realize their potential? And that helped her, you know, stay in alignment with her purpose and her brand. Okay. Cindy, fabulous. Um, uh, this, I, I really do love this framework. And I think what's so fascinating about it is the richness that's in it. One is taking all of these and individual assessments and all the questions and trying to pull it together forces me to do a lot of deep self-reflection around who am I and what do I want to be? How do I want to come across? What do I want to be in the world? And how do I want people to experience me? So that's from strengths, from aspiration, from presence, from values, and from purpose drivers. When I have all that together and I have a sense of who I am and who I want to be, now I have a way to have a conversation with people in the organization that says, how am I showing up? How are you experiencing me? And what is it as aligned or unaligned? I also have a way of saying what my aspirations are in my career in a way that could be really, really lovely. I have a way of communicating what it is that's frustrating me about a job that I'm doing at the moment and how I might alter it. And I have a way of creating a development plan. So it goes from just being a statement of you're a results-driven leader into something that has much more meaning for people who are trying to guide me as well as people who are trying to work with me. So Cindy Pace is my guest today. Cindy um, has done a variety of things, but she's a thought leader, as you can tell, on women and global leadership, on diverse talent development and intercultural communication. Cindy, thanks for being a guest today. Thank you. Okay, and um, that's it for today. Join us next week. Thank you again for joining us for Out of the Comfort Zone. Tune in again for another edition with Dr. Wanda Wallace next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Take charge this week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.